Thank you. Hi, everybody. Whoa, I really can't see you because of these lights. So, <laughs> Or these glasses. If I take them off, I can see you, but with them on, I can't see you. Everybody doing okay today? Yeah. Whew. Anybody have a day like I did? Oh, wait, first of all, if you need a loan, I'm your lender. <laughs> I'm, I'm your lender. <laughs> Rusty, I, I'll take care of that for you. <laughs> Southside Bank, downtown branch. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a busy couple of days. Oh, my goodness. Man, I've had to call Bobby a couple of days in a row. I'm not coming to lunch. You know, I always get the sad face, the sad little doggy face picture on there when I tell him. But <laughs> don't awe for Bobby. It's okay. <laughs> He'll live. It's okay. Um, but it's been a busy couple of days. It's like I think, okay, I'm going to study for my sermon. And then we're like, like slammed. I'm like, all oh, this time is packed in. I'm like, when am I going to study? What am I going to do? So, you know, sometimes when people get up here to speak or when I get up here to speak, um, I mull over, like, what am I going to say? Uh, God, what do you want me to say? What's the right thing to say? And it's like I've changed it. I think I've changed it twice now. I, I went back to my, my original plan or God's original plan. And, um, and I believe that what I have to speak tonight is from God. Um, today, I want to let you guys know about a couple of things that happened to me today. Um, like I said, I had mulled this stuff over. And uh, today I went to a meeting uh, in the downtown area about a, a big event that's going to go on in Tyler. So I went to that meeting, and there was a gentleman there that I had never met him, very extremely wealthy man, uh, very prominent in Tyler, uh, I knew his name, but I had never met him, and uh, so he, I introduced myself to him, and uh, so he told me who he was, because I didn't recognize him off the bat, and he said, uh, after the meeting, uh, or when he was up there talking about the, something about the event, he was telling us how his son was saved, and how that, uh, how that he loved Jesus, and I could tell, just my spirit, I could tell that this man loved Jesus, and I'm like, this is pretty. This is pretty neat. This is pretty impre- just not impressive. But this is really cool. Like my spirit man was like, he really loves Jesus. And so when we were about to leave, um, uh, he walked up to me. He said, "Hey, do you have a business card?" I said, "No, sir." I said, "I'll bring one back this afternoon because they were having another meeting in the afternoon." I said, "I can bring one back later today." And he said, "No, that's okay. I'll come see you." I'd never seen him in my branch before. I- Never. And so I said, okay. And a couple hours had passed. I thought, oh, he's, he's too busy. He's not coming over to see me. I'll take him another card this afternoon. So a couple hours later, he walks in the door. And he said, I take him one of my business cards. I'm like, would you like a tour of the building? Because we just redid the building. No, I'm not here to look at the building. I want to talk to you for just a minute. I said, I said, okay. And so we go over. We sit at my desk. And he said, you know, um, when you get up and you speak in front of people, um, just give them your heart. And I'm like, where is this coming from? I don't know you. And I'm thinking, he said, just just share your heart. He said, I knew this guy one time that he had a whole bunch of stuff written down, a whole bunch of stuff written down, and he was trying to follow those notes. He said, but then he just... He just got tired of it and said, you know what, I'm just going to follow my heart and put his notes down, and it just flowed better for him. He said, so whenever you get up and speak to people, just follow your heart. Just, just Because you know you're speaking to an audience of one. It doesn't matter if you have a whole crowd of 5,000. 
He said, I'm fixing to speak to a crowd of 20,000 people. He said, it doesn't matter if it's 5,000, 20,000 people or one. Just remember, you're speaking to an audience of one. And I'm thinking, God, you're weird. <laughs> and I'm like, and, it, and God's okay with me saying that. I thought, we need to make t-shirts that says, keep God weird. Like, keep, keep Austin weird. We need to put, make t-shirts that says, keep God weird. And so, so he shared that with me. I'm like, oh, man. And so then, a couple couple. Not maybe 10 minutes later, I'm on this panel of, um, they call us executives. It's not, we're just people. (laughs) I'm on this panel for this group, um, that I volunteer for, uh, for work. And, um, I went to this group a couple of months ago and it's a group of women that are out there. And, uh, and so we're speaking into their lives. We're speaking to them on how to dress for work, how to prepare for a job interview, how to do all this kind of stuff. And so, um, so I'm up there. We're all up there talking to them. There's 10 of us up there. There's about 50 women out there. And so I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, they seem so hopeless because they can ask us questions. I'm like, they seem so hopeless. Like the, some of the questions they were that they were asking was like so hopeless. Like, do I have to have this before I can go do this or this, that, or the other? I'm like, man, seems really hopeless. And uh, so we're, I was just sitting there listening. I was just listening to my heart. And when everybody stopped speaking, when the panel stopped speaking, and the uh, lady, the leader of the group, she said, "Anybody else?" I said, "Yeah." I said, um, and I sat forward in my seat. I said, "I just want y'all to know that." God says that each one, every one of us are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are created in his image and in his likeness. I said, and if you will just pray and ask God what he wants you to do before you go and do that or make the call or make the visit, then he will show you what he wants you to do and you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry if you have a degree or you don't have a degree. If God wants you in that position, then you'll be in that position. And it's like everybody's light turned on. And so today, I just, I mean, I did that at the time, and I just didn't think anything else about it. And so today, after that gentleman came in, the director of that event called me and said, Hey, Vicki, I just wanted to tell you something. A couple of months ago when you came and you spoke that, I've had, I think every one of those ladies came and said that they wanted, wanted you back again and wanted to hear you speak because you spoke life into them. And so that, that was another confirmation because tonight I'm talking about speaking generously, speaking generosity to other people. And I believe that that was just confirmation from God on, on how many times I changed this and how many different things I was going through. Um, that was just confirmation from God. So I'm sitting there at my desk today just crying. I'm like, bye. And some, one of my employees turns around and looks at me. I'm like, oh, look at me right now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thank you. I have to go to the bathroom and clean up right now. And so, but it was just like, I'm like, God, you're super weird. A good, a good weird, a good weird. So, and God's okay with that. God doesn't care if I call him weird. He's, he's totally cool with that. Austin would be good with it too, I think. Um, but there's so many, there's, and tonight as I was going around before service, there's so many people that have been through so many different things here, but they have, they're speaking life. They were speaking hope. They were speaking that everything's okay. And I, when I was going through it, I was speaking into somebody else's life. And that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're supposed to do. So uh, the first thing I want to share with you guys is I believe that speaking generosity or speaking generously is a mandate from God. That's what I believe. Uh, just sharing some of my thoughts tonight. 
Uh, in Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me, and I take this as, as us, uh, me. Uh, he has anointed me to preach the gospel, uh, to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Tyler instead of Zion. How about that? Since we're in this area. To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. We are to plant the word of the Lord. We are to plant the generous words of the Lord so that he may be glorified. Not us. When she called me today, it's not me. Oh my gosh, it's not me at all. That's not me. That was God speaking to my heart and speaking to me saying speaking to these women's lives they are hope they seem hopeless so it's not me it's we're supposed to speak generously and speak the word of the lord so that he be glorified not us so that his word is planted like a seed inside their hearts inside their lives and not not us so that he may be glorified some of you may say um i'm not like a super bible scholar so i mean i don't know whatever i don't know just saying that but you may say, okay, that's Old Testament. Well, let me show you. I'm a researcher. I should have been like a, a private investigator. I always say that. Maybe, maybe, maybe later on in life, Bobby. Private investigator, Vicki. So, okay, so that was the Old Testament. That was the Old Testament, okay? So the New Testament in Luke 4, 18 and 19, it pretty much says the same thing. Pretty much. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. You know, I stand up here on Sunday mornings in, in this prayer line, and we get to pray with people. And there are people that come up that have lost hope. I remember this one instance, um, somebody had come up to me and, and said that they were just, they had lost all hope and that they were, they were ready to take their life. And when they told me that, it like sucked all the air out of me. It sucked the breath out of me. And I didn't know what to say. And I couldn't, and I don't, I couldn't scream for Pastor Marvin fast enough. It's like, help, I need help. She's, She's dying. She's serious. I need help. And don't ask me. I don't know why. I could And I sat there with her for probably 30, 45 minutes. And I did minister to her. But I also had our pastor come up and he ministered to her as well. But it's that times like those that people need us, that we don't know what people are going through. We don't know. Um, sometimes we seem so close to God. Uh, in front of people's eyes, but in here, we may be so drifted far away from God that unless we get in people's face and unless we speak to them the word of God, unless we say, I am here to help you, I am here, God has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. God has sent me to lay my hands on the sick for them to recover. So let's, let's give it all we have. <laughs> let's give it all we have. Let's speak generously into people's lives. Okay. Now, another thing, you may say, that was talking about Jesus. Those scriptures were talking about Jesus. Okay, I still got you. I'm, I'm a P.I., P.I. Vicky. yeah. I still got you. Because it says, and I don't know if I have this one up there, Pastor Marvin, I'm sorry. Let me see if this is the, uh, oh, yeah, this is it. 
That's it, yeah. It says, John 14, 12 through 14. Your Bible scholars already know what I'm saying. It says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the, this is Jesus, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. So we are Jesus' hands and feet. So if that was talking about Jesus healing the sick, the brokenhearted, the lepers, the blind, and all that. Well, in John, Jesus said that we could do the same thing. It says the works that I do, you can do also greater works, not the same works. It says greater works will you do. Uh, because he goes to his Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, do, do I understand? Am I standing up here saying that, um, like for instance, when my, my younger brother, uh, Dathan, when he was born, he was born with a slight disability. And so when he was born, uh, I prayed and I cried and I prayed and I cried for God to heal him, for God to heal my brother. And it didn't happen like I expected it to happen. And I again say like I expected it to happen. It didn't happen like I expected it to happen. Did I get um, disheartened? Did I get sad? Did I get... Uh, did I question God as to why is this not happening? Sure I did. I'm human. Yeah, sure I did. I'm almost 50, not five months. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I sure did. But did I lose hope in God? No, I did not lose hope in God because I understand what the word of God says and I grasp it. I, I'm so simple-minded when it comes to the word of God. If it says... I'm here to heal the brokenhearted, uh, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I take that as, Vicki, you can do that. I can lay hands on my sick, on the sick, and they will recover, and all that. Yes, I can do that because I take that personally. I don't, I don't take that as something unreachable because God says the same thing that I did. You can even do greater works. And the more that we speak into people's lives, the more that their broken hearts are healed the more that they'll be able to see, not only physically, but spiritually, but mentally, all these different areas. All of this is not just physical. It is, it is spiritual as well, and it's mental as well. Because the lady, or the, the individuals that need prayers and, and all this kind of stuff up here, I mean, it may not necessarily be physical healing. It may be something mental that they're going through. And so we may not see the immediate physical transformation in their, in their lives, do I understand? Yes, I understand. I've been there. Yes, I understand. I, I do understand that. A um, couple of more things. I believe that flowing in this mandate of uh, generosity, uh, I believe that it provides such a place to, place of rest and possibility for us, uh, possibilities, future possibilities for us, and opportunities that we don't know are lying out there. We think that we've tapped out, but we haven't tapped out. According to God, there's so much more out there for us, so much more potential out there for us. And if we would just, like that guy did today, oh my goodness, he's like money, 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 money pants. I mean, I don't know what else to call him. Like, he's like, he has a lot of taller money. He's a lot of taller money. But 
he spoke into my life today, not even know who I am. I've never met the man. I don't even know who you are. But he took that opportunity to speak to a total stranger. So if we feel compelled in our spirit, man, to speak out like I did at that meeting, then speak out into somebody's life. Because like I said, we don't know what they're mentally going through. They may, they may be mentally going through, um, I'm a loser, I can't do this. But if we speak into their lives, they're going to go in their head strong and say, yes, I'm the person for this job, I can do this. I'll do whatever it takes. It's me that you want. And so let's take that opportunity. A lot of times we, a lot of times we place blame on other people around us for not helping us get to that position or somebody else jumped in there ahead of me. Um, and I want to read, read you something in John. Um, I think Pastor Marvin put it on the screen. I forgot to tell him ahead of time. Um, but in John 5, 5 through 8, I want to read you the story about the... Um, let me find it here. Is it on the screen, y'all? Okay, it says, Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. This is talking about the man who was laying, laying by the pool of Bethesda. Yeah, this is talking about him. See, I didn't do a lot of backstory on it. Just Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> y'all know what I mean. Um, it says, When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he had already been there in that condition for a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? Uh, no, I want to lay here sick for the rest of my life. No. Yes. <laughs> Jesus knew that he wanted to be made well. He said, Do you want to be made well? And the sick man said, Sir, I have nobody to put me in there. Everybody's gone ahead of me and got their healing before me too. I know this is probably going a totally different way than what we've heard before, but he was placing blame on other people. I mean, we can look at it this way. He was, he was saying, Yes, I want to be healed, but there's nobody, there, there's nobody to pick me up and put me in the water. Or, uh, But when the waters are being stirred up, uh, other people jump in there ahead of me, and so they get their healing before me. Well, let's step out. <laughs> let's get out there. Let's roll into the river ourselves. Do what it takes. <laughs> let's roll into the river ourselves. Kind of sneak in there. Let's do what it takes to get ourselves in that position. Do what it uh, do. Just do what it takes to get yourself in that position. And I believe that that one way to get yourselves in that position is just to go out and just. Do it. That's right, Miss Viola. Just go out and just do it. Um, in, in Hebrews 13.8, it says Jesus is the same uh, always, yesterday, today, and forever. We can get to a place of unrest. We can even get upset. Um, uh, I had gotten upset with... Um, I'm not upset. I've gotten to a place of unrest um, so when one of our leaders mentioned one time about uh, people being sick and said, um, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, um, I just got, Ugh, can't we find another scripture? They hear this scripture all the time. It's just mundane. They don't want to hear that scripture again. Can't we find another scripture for them? I was getting unrest because I'm like, ah, let's find something else. Let's find another scripture. <laughs> But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it's not, he has not changed. His scripture is the same. His word is the same. His word has not changed. And just because we repeat the same scripture, it mustn't be, we're not hearing it the first time. We're not hearing it right. We still have something to hear. We still have, there's something still in there we need to pick out. 
Um, let's see. What else do I want to tell y'all? <laughs> As I tap my foot up here. Um, speaking generously, it also promotes and encourages endurance. It, en- it encourages endurance um, because it allows us, like I said earlier, it allows us to feel like we're Superman or Wonder Woman. Like, I can go out and I can conquer the world. It promotes, when, we, when I go out and I speak greatness into your life and I speak the word of God, God says, you can do this. God says, you are more than a conqueror. God says, this, that, and the other. Then that's going to lift you up. Oh, story I have, uh, I hate even talking about it because it's just disgusting. Um, it's just ridiculous because it was so selfish. It, it was so selfish now that I look back on it. I went through a time of depression. And it was just, oh, it's such a testimony, but it was such a time of ridiculousness now that I look back on it because it was just selfish. But um, I went to doctors and I did all this kind of stuff, getting through all of it, and and they prescribed me these like 99 pills for $99. I'm like, and they're like these little bitty teeny tiny pills. I'm like, How, what in the world is that going to do for me? That's just going to make me like go into Lulu land or La La land, whatever. And so I didn't, I didn't take any of those because I knew, I knew that was not the right way. And so I, I came to Pastor Marvin, and I remember sitting with him one day in their office over there, and I was just basket case. I was just a basket case because I thought all hope was lost. I had put my, I would, I had put who Vicky Nick was in my job, because I thought I had a position, and I made the money, so I put who Vicky Nick was in that job, and so I lost that job, and so I lost Vicky. I didn't know where to go, what to do, uh, I just didn't care about anything, I just, I'd started getting migraines, uh, physical harm, I did physical, I just had physical issues with my body, all kinds of stuff, but I knew but I didn't work it. I don't know how else to put that. I knew, but I didn't I didn't maintain, maybe is the word. I didn't maintain what the word of God said. So I came and I sat with Pastor Marvin and all he did, all he did was constantly speak the word of God over me. He didn't say anything in his own word. It was just the word of God, just the word of God. He just kept pouring into my life, just pouring, pouring, pouring. And I don't know how long we sat there with him speaking the word of God over me. And he began to see my countenance change because the word of God was changing my countenance. And it allowed my endurance level to say, oh yeah, I can go get it. I can go get something else better. And God did provide bigger and better and bigger and better every single time that I've been out there and been in a place of where I thought I had loss, whether sickness or whether in a job or whatever, God did provide whatever I had need of um, if I would just rely on his word, if I just, if I just trusted in what his word said. In Hebrews 12, it says, lay aside every weight um, and endure, lay aside every weight that so easily ensnares us. It just, it just, there's so many scriptures that we can trust in and rely on and just focus our, our minds on, put our minds on, on what the word of God says and not what, what these people around me are saying that's not the word of God. There's so many things out in this world nowadays that tries to plant stuff in us that is not the word of God. 
but we know we have the Word of God in front of us. We know what the Word of God says. So let's be the change in this world. Let's have the endurance that God gives us and be the change in this world that the, that the world so much needs. Let's be that. Um, on endurance, some things I wrote down, uh, just some examples. Jesus endured. Jesus, Jesus, when I, all these things that I'm about to tell you, Jesus was a man. Jesus was a man when he went through all this. He was not God. He was physical human being. Um, Jesus endured. He was tempted in the desert for 40 days. He endured. When his own family didn't understand what he was doing, And thought he was crazy, he endured. When Judas betrayed him for money, he still endured. In my little simple mind, I'm sorry, but my little simple mind, when I think about Judas betrayed him for money and he still endured, because we've been talking about generosity, I think about our tithe. That's my simple mind. That's just me. When Peter denied him, he still endured. When people mocked Jesus and ridiculed him, Jesus still endured. When he pled with God in Gethsemane, if there's any other way, but God, not my will, yours be done, he endured. When the crowds and crowds of people cried, crucify him, Jesus still endured. And when they whipped him, he still endured. Because of the joy that was set before him, he still endured. And I believe that I was the joy that was set before him. Y'all were the joy that were set before him. Because of the joy that was set before Jesus, he endured. And because of the joy that is set before each and every one of us to see people saved... And get to go to heaven and be with Jesus, the one that endured for us in the first place. Let us endure. Let us endure. My grandmother, um, I have to mention her. Um, she used to always say, Well, I declare. Well, I declare. That was just an old, I haven't heard it in forever. But when I was thinking of this, I heard Grandma Tucker say, Well, I declare. And what are we going to declare today? I have to include my grandma. What are we going to declare today? We're going to declare that depression has stopped. We're going to declare that sickness has stopped. Cancer is no longer. Cancer does not reside in church on the move. Cancer does not in the bodies of church on the move or any other place. Because we are not only church on the move. We are an outreach. Oh my gosh, we are an outreach. Our hands are made to reach out and touch the world. Uh, divorce has stopped. What are we going to say? Well, I declare this is going to stop. I declare this will end in my life today. This generation curse is over. I declare it's done. I declare poverty is done. I declare prosperity is mine in the name of Jesus. One more scripture. It's in Psalm 28, 6 through 9, and this is in the Passion Translation. It says, But may your name be blessed and built up. For you have answered my passionate cry for mercy. 
You are my strength and my shield from every danger. When I fully trust in you, help is on the way. I jump for joy and burst forth with ecstatic, passionate praise. I sing songs of what you mean to me. And because we are singers, that spoke so much to me. I sing praise of what you've done for me. I sing songs of praise for what you've done for me. And what more of a generous speaking than praising God among everybody else that's here with us on Sundays and Wednesdays. It says, um, it says you will be the inner strength. And I'm saying this about you guys. This part of the scripture, I'm saying this about you guys. You will be the inner strength of all of your people. The mighty protector of all, the saving strength for all of of your anointed, anointed ones. Keep protecting and cherishing your chosen ones. In you, they will never fail. Like a shepherd going before us, keep leading us forward, forever carrying us in your arms. So you go out. You keep the endurance. You speak generous words over people's lives. Not, 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 and, and I want to say this as well. Correction can also be generous words. God corrected us in the, in the word of God. There are correction in the word of God. So correction can be spoken generously. And, and when you do, and that person goes, oh. Yes, that's what I was waiting to hear. There are those times, but you go out, you speak generously, make it your mandate. God made it the mandate. Speak generously over people's lives, endure, and go out and reach people. Amen? Yes. Father, we thank you this evening. Father, I thank you that I could come and share your good word. Share your word that, um, that we can reach other people. It's not, your word is not only for us here in this room, but your word is for everyone around us.